Hey, Joel Radio, what's up, everybody? Joel Fragamani here with you. Joined by Layla. Look at that. Hi. Layla's here for the whole show today. About time. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. You told me I wasn't allowed back, and then here I am. Two well, times. it wasn't that you weren't allowed back. It you was. You didn't want me back. I was trying to schedule things so it's so less of your less of your time. <laughs> to be on, and now uh, you're here, so that's good. we got stuff to talk about, lots of stuff. We're going to follow up on the vaccine stuff. I talked to lots of people who've had the vaccine. They're going to tell you their experiences, or I'm going to tell you what they told me their experiences were, and uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah. You've had the vaccine. I did. Well, Layla will tell you her experience, so we're going to be, I've been all about that vaccine, and I know to some people you're like... Enough with the vaccine. Yeah, probably, because look, I'm a comedian. The show is supposed to be funny. That's the idea. And when I'm talking about the vaccine, you know, I'm taking it very seriously and, you know, all that stuff. Um, And so, but we'll just follow up on that. It'll be, uh, I don't want to be preachy. I want to be informative and I want to help people. And Mm -hmm. I think it's good news of the most part. And the other thing I want to do, and we'll start with this because, you know, through this whole uh, COVID pandemic, and then uh, Corey dying in that, I probably haven't done what people would expect of me when it comes to uh, celebrity eulogies. You know, people yeah. in the famous people dying and my comments on it. Yeah. Like, for example, Regis Philbin died. I don't know how many months ago, five, six months ago, Regis Philbin died. Yeah. And now I spent, and everyone knows, listen to the show, the show's been on for 15 years, knows how much I disliked Regis Philbin. And you did not give a tribute. As a broadcaster. And I should have come on and said, fuck Regis Philbin. The guy was a no talent and all that stuff. I should have said that. People expected that of me and I let them down, Layla. Did people say that to you? Were they like, well, why didn't you talk about Regis and how your hatred toward him when he died? <laughs> I don't know. Or is that just like something you created? That you wanted people to think that. I don't think people would say it because it may they may come off as the bad guy in that situation. Yeah. So I don't know if people were saying it, but they were probably thinking that. Oh, okay. Oh, boy, Regis died. I can't wait to hear what Joel says about Regis because he hates him. <laughs> he, he hated that guy. And actually, you know, like, I think Regis, and I'll explain the Regis thing. Okay. He had a show. Regis and Kelly? Regis and Kathy Lee, Kathy Regis Lee, and Kelly, Kelly the yeah. whole thing. My time was Regis and Kelly. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Regis had every celebrity in the world. Yes, he did. And he would have them on three uh, on a show. Mm-hmm. You go, John Travolta's got a new movie. We'll have John Travolta out here. And then Brad Pitt's going to join us after that. And then after that, Cher will be doing a number for us. And he'd have these celebrities on. Right. And he, he said no. He asked them nothing and they said nothing. It was just like a little light chit chat. They didn't, he didn't really care about what. Well, but that's the problem. That's why I didn't like the guy. Gotcha. Now you could argue that that's the reason he got all those people on his show is because he didn't ask him any questions. Yeah. But I think that's bullshit. I think that's bad. I think that's bad TV to have people on, not ask them the relevant questions. Mm Mm-hmm. So who died this past week? You want me to say it? I'll say it. Larry King. You son of a bitch. 
Fuck Larry King. I'm surprised Larry King didn't get more shit because as much as I disliked Regis. You disliked him even more? Well, here's the thing about, and they're very similar guys in a way. They're both these old radio guys, whatever. Mm-hmm. Larry was on in prime time. Right. And Regis was like a daytime guy, yeah, he really. Was morning. So, in a way, Larry King, who kind of did the same crap as Regis, where he had all these, you know, Larry King, whatever the big news story of the day was, that's who Larry King had on. Oh, okay. So he didn't always have. Wasn't the, he more political though? It was political. It was about crime. He did all the OJ trial stuff. Every big celebrity, and you know, and he would have people who didn't do interviews. You know, like Marlon Brando and some of these people on that. So he'd get he would have on. Names. He would get big name guests, and he had nothing to say to these people. Well, he asked them inane questions. People would write books. You know, like celebrity would come in. They're writing their memoir, and he didn't. Ask and they give questions. it. To, he didn't read the book, and he admitted to it. Larry would be like, I don't read the books. That's that's why my interviews are so uh, flow so well, because I don't read the books that the people write that they come on. And like, what the fuck are you talking about? How would that make it flow? Because he's a fucking idiot. He went there to collect the check. Can I, I want that job. Get it. They don't have that job. They got rid of that job. Look, Larry King was such a hump. He was such a load. The guy was married seven times. Holy shit. And then he'd use a show. This is another thing Larry did. And this man, I says, we're, you know, you're not Corey and you may not relate in the same way. But this is a move he'd do. Mm -hmm. Tonight on Larry King Live, a full hour with Angie Dickinson. That's my Larry King impression, by the way. I I got that. (laughs) And like Angie Dickinson, who nobody cares about, who hasn't been on television or movies in 30 years, you know. Yeah. Tonight, one hour with Anne Margaret. Like he was trying to bang these old actresses Hmm. by like giving them a whole hour of CNN at nine o'clock. And apparently he I know he banged Angie Dickinson. It must have worked. She talked about it. But you've seen Larry King, right? Yes. Oh, my God. You know, for someone who doesn't like Larry King, you know a lot about him. Because you could not know anything about Larry King because he was on TV every minute. Mm -hmm. He was like a guy who thought he was like the greatest. And everyone went along with it. For not everybody, because like Howard Stern didn't like him. And, and, you know, when I was listening to Howard in college and stuff, he Mm -hmm. was really hard on Larry King. And Howard would go on Larry King and say, hey, Larry... You've been married seven times. You look like a frog. I remember him saying that to, <laughs> to Larry. You look like a frog. But Larry was a Larry was a he was a hump. He was a no talent. Then he got this interview show that's on like I don't know what channel it's on in Detroit, like thirty eight or something. I don't know. It's what... like an interview show, and then he has guys coming on, and I think they were like selling vitamins and all kind of shit. Oh, but it looks like Larry King live from CNN. But it's, but it's like it's the Aura Network or like he created this own like weird syndication thing. I don't know. The guy was a maniac. <laughs> Remember, my mom had a book when I was King? when I was a little boy, a uh, little maybe middle school age. Mm-hmm. Mr. King, you're having a heart attack. That was the name of the book. It was about Larry's heart attacks. Wow. He wrote a book about his heart. Now, Larry, I believe was like famously like a two pack a day smoker at least well, for you part of his tell life. Just by his voice. Yeah, and 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 then, you know, he 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 wouldn't not cash in even on his heart attack. <laughs> you know what I mean? The guy yeah. was the guy was a load. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. 
I mean, he'd have all these people on, these OJ people. And, and, and there was a very famous SNL uh, sketch where they parodied Larry King live, mm-hmm. where he had all the attorneys and the, 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 you know, the legal people and they do the, the yeah. little pictures. Now it's very common, especially with COVID, where you right. see all the, the little, little... But Larry King would have... You know, 50 people you know, and SNL when they did it, it was like 70 people in the circle. <laughs> and Larry King was all right. And and we've got, uh, you know, all these different lawyers. It was really funny the yeah. way SNL did it. But uh, he was kind of known for that. But it, the thing about Larry is you could go on and do an interview with him and he'd, he'd you know, he'd ask you a question mm-hmm. and he either, you know, Anything, uh, what should we know about you that's interesting? Well, Larry, when I was a kid, uh, I used to fuck my mother up the ass. Oh, my God. Oh. Time for a break. More next with, you know, like he wouldn't follow up. You could say whatever you wanted. Larry wouldn't do a follow up. Larry didn't have, you know, any, like, if you wanted to dodge the question, Mm -hmm. Larry just moved on to the next thing that was on his card. He was a terrible interviewer. He was just awful, you know. I had all the former presidents on my show. It's like, who cares? You didn't ask him anything. Terrible guy. Seven marriages, one lady twice. Oh. And then it, and then I don't, I forget how old Larry was, but. Wasn't he like 80? But it, like his current wife divorced him like in his 80s. He got the, he was like divorced. Oh. I'm gonna find out how old Larry. You find out, find out how old Larry is. You can do research. I'm going to. That's if you're good for you're good research. That's on this what I'm show. good for. No, you're good for a lot of stuff, but <laughs> that sounds awful. You know what? Hey, Layla, my first wife, Layla. I will be your first <laughs> and your only. I don't know what hey, the hell you're thinking, Layla. If we ever get divorced, we can just get married some other time. You know, I'll go through three or four more. That voice has got to stop. Come on. What if I get a chance to marry Kim Cattrall? I'm, I'm just making up old names of He's old actresses. He's 87. Yeah, he was 87. But his wife divorced him in his 80s. Well, I mean. And you should see the one in the last wife, Sean King. Her name Who was, was like King. Miss America or something. I don't know. Sean, well, was Sean something. Oh, it was Sean King because she got married to him, but it was Sean, like she was known for like... Sean Southwick. Sean Southwick. The beautiful, my wife, the beautiful Sean Southwick. Hmm. And he had like little, he had like 12-year-old kids or something. She's pretty. She is pretty, but she's like... She's young. Yeah, but like for Larry, the you know... Hmm. I don't know. Oh, you're thinking Larry's a great guy after everything I've said. I'm not. <laughs> what the hell? I, why would, I did not even say that. I was just looking. This Sean Southwick's a gold digger, I got to gotta tell you. You need to stop. That's what Larry sounded like. I understand, but you need to stop because it's very annoying. Uh, she's taking me for every dime I got. <laughs> Everything, Beverly Hills lifestyle, we got to live. I'm 87. When can a man rest? When he dies. I guess <laughs> he did. So, Larry King, you're dead. <laughs> Fuck you. And I, look, some people may find this very disrespectful, but, uh, you know, anybody that was around. Now, now people remember, like, oh, Larry. People don't even remember. They just remember, oh, Larry King, he was on, you know. And then CNN, like, fired him. I think they fired him, probably because he was getting too much money. 
and they brought in Piers Morgan to do the hour. And then he didn't even last long. I don't think he lasted a year. Mm -hmm. And then they just, 9 o'clock now is... Like Cuomo, maybe now? I don't even know who's on. Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, one of those guys. One of those. One of those guys Mm -hmm. that's angry about Trump. Yeah. Those guys might have to get a new act. (laughs) Or they might, right? Listen, I like Anderson Cooper. Look, we thought we watched the Anderson Cooper. Who's the other guy? Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen, Anderson Cooper in Times Square. And that was fantastic. It was very funny, yes. Those guys I were funny. I love Anderson Cooper. Because they were drunk, and Andy Cohen was talking to Snoop Dogg yeah. about where he's gotten high, and of course Snoop Dogg's gotten high everywhere. Anderson Cooper, who's all like... Like Anderson's embarrassed, yes. Yeah. yeah Anderson's, but he was... Anderson's clutching his pearls every minute. But yet he was starting Andy to Cohen, relax because he was taking shots. Well, they were doing tequila shots. Yeah, yeah. that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. If, you, if you look up the Andy Cohen and Snoop Dogg interview from New Year's Eve, that was funny with Anderson Cooper. And I got no problem with Anderson Cooper, but, you know. Larry King was the worst. Oh, my God. Thank good, good riddance. Thank God. Okay. And he was a radio guy. And I remember being a little kid and he'd be on radio like... Late late at night, he was on like from midnight to six a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. And I'd hear him talk about baseball on the radio, and I was trying to fall asleep at night. Oh, so he put you to sleep? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I suppose you're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so let's let's go. You want to get into the vaccine stuff? Let's get into that. Sure. Because you have had the vaccine, Miss Layla. Yay! the first one congratulations i'm in healthcare. Yay. you're in healthcare, and they said uh, you're on now you had to do a little bit of uh finagling to get it right or they how, how did uh, what well uh, we our office manager had sent in through to Beaumont and henry ford because we were yeah. in office affiliated Those with the hospital two big hospitals here in michigan right. detroit yeah. so she sent our information over and then i received the message from beaumont but because of my allergies, they wanted it to be at a different location, and they would contact me. But then Henry Ford contacted me and said my allergies were fine, and I would just have to sit there a little bit longer. Oh. Why are you laughing at me? I was just going to do. You know, I never got a chance to bang Cloris Leachman, and now she's gone. All right. She died, too. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> I opened up my Facebook to read the vaccine stuff. And, yeah. And then, all right. Yeah. And I said, Cloris Leachman is dead. And you messed up. I messed up your story. All right. Tell story. the story you're getting the. No, go ahead. No, I already did. <laughs> so I had to sit there for an extra had, 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah. I was there for a half hour. And I was in the car waiting for you. You were. Now, you. Um, Trying to describe, how would you describe your reaction to the show? Because you definitely had side effects. I did. It was just overall pure exhaustion almost yeah and then just um complete body aches yeah achy yeah yeah you know i get like the flu like symptoms after the flu shot yeah so yeah we'll see i go next saturday for the next one yeah and you got the next one coming up Mm -hmm. so yeah you were pretty out of it you slept a lot Mm -hmm. and kind of were not yourself kind of how i was i mean in the same way Mm -hmm. you know um, and a lot of people having that same thing. Now, here's one thing that I will say, because I was sort of like, I think I was, you know, I, I know definitely on the last show, I was like, you know, figure out how you can get the shot and all this stuff. And a lot of people just in my life who I thought, and I think you thought the same thing we were talking about it, were not very big on getting the shot, ended up getting the shot. Yes. And that's really good. Yeah. 
And, you know, that I was kind of encouraged by that. Because at one point you turned, you said to me, at one point, do you remember this? Maybe. And we don't even have, we're not going to say who we're talking about. You go, you have to stop talking about getting the vaccine. Yes, I did. You have I to stop that. telling them to get, and I go, oh, come on. Because you right were thing. being pushy and you need to <laughs> let them, people need to come to this themselves. If they're not ready to get it, don't make them. I'm being an advocate for diff- doing it. You are pushing. <laughs> <laughs> But I think in this case, yeah, it's the right thing to do. And it was done. Yeah. So now that's it. All right. Well, then, yeah. So uh, among the people, okay, so we've, I think we said, you know, your mom had the shot. Mm-hmm. She had her second one And today. she had her second one today. So we think she's doing good from now. Yep. We haven't, you know, last time you talked to her. Uh, she well, was, I was talking to you about it and then you cut me off earlier. Oh, so you didn't get to I let don't me know finish. <laughs> <laughs> 60 minutes with Layla. The best 60 minutes Talking of your life. Talking about a full hour with Layla. It's the best hour of your and life. And a vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's not so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say to you, if I'm Larry Kevin, oh, Layla, oh my gosh. you had the vaccine. How do you feel? And you would go, I feel like aliens have abducted me and taken me to another planet. I thought we were done go. with the Larry King thing. he would go, ah, oh, time for a break. Tomorrow night, Prince Harry. So I'm going to uh, run the show now. No, okay. No, I, I do my Larry King. <laughs> I'm going to. The guy's dead. Let, me, have, let, me, let so, me revel in his death. I hated him. I'm going to read these vaccines. So I put out on Facebook, I said... Oh, I meant to share that to get other people. Yeah, I, you know, I got 20 some responses at oh, least. Good. So I got a lot of... Uh... Um, so I, I put out there, I said, did you have the vaccine? If so, which vaccine did you get? Mm-hmm. You know, because we have Pfizer, Moderna. I did AstraZeneca in my clinical trial. I've talked about that. Right. That's the one that um, England's been giving out, AstraZeneca mm-hmm. and Pfizer. And I believe AstraZeneca was approved in Australia today. Nice. They told me. I went and had my blood drawn for that study mm-hmm. today. Um, so they said, yeah, we're approved in Australia now. Um, so here's, uh, oh, and I guess, I guess following up on me for an MRS, I was told that I will know before too long if I had the, uh, uh, if I had the real shot or I had the placebo. That's news. That's, that's nice that you It is nice, Because isn't it? we were under the impression you'd never really find yeah. out unless it became mandated. They said that they would let me know and that uh, when, it was av- when I was available to get the shot as a member of the general public, they would let me know. And they, what they want me to do is if it is possible for me, uh, I will let them know, hey, I, you know, I can get the Pfizer vaccine. And what they will say is, okay, let us look up if you had the placebo or the real shot. And if they say, well, you've had the AstraZeneca vaccine, mm-hmm. then I won't have to get the Pfizer vaccine. And if they say I've had the placebo, then I would go ahead and get whichever and one's get available. Whatever is available. All right, but here's some people, uh, a lot of these comedians and some other uh, folks here. Oh, I got to go back. I got a lot of comments. Uh, let's see here. I should go on that so I can. Yeah. Uh, uh, Robin says that her joints ached as well. Now, she actually had COVID. That was her experience there. Um, my friend Paulo's wife got her second dose of Pfizer, and she said she feels fine, but the first dose made her heart race and muscle aches. Uh, let's see. Mike had no side effects at all from the Pfizer vaccine. 
Go Mike. So, uh, oh, but he said he also had COVID. Oh. At one point, too. And why don't you read what my stepmother had to say? They, uh, so your stepmom and your dad got theirs on Sunday. They did, yeah. So they were feeling really good. Um, No side effects, just a sore arm. Yeah. When we talked to them yesterday, they were still fine. Yeah, and they said that they're, uh, where they went to get it was... Now, they had to drive away. That was a thing I that I thought they was... were going to the one yeah. on, like, 23 yeah. and something. But, no, they went all the way down to Warren. Yeah, they went, they went away to get it. But, hey, it's nice that they're using part of the college, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they're even holding classes at college in person. Not really. So why not use the building for that? Uh, Tina says she had her first last... We had Moderna. Last week, she had a very sore uh, site where she was injected. And other than that, that's all she said. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan works in the hospital lab, said no side effects after the first Pfizer and none after the second. And then Chanel said she had hers. She had no side effects, was sore in the injection. Uh-huh. Um, but she was tired. Yeah. And she took the Moderna. Yeah, uh, Dr. Jason is a comedian as well. Dr. Jason is one of my students. Good guy. Now, he said he had much fatigue after the first Pfizer vaccine for two days, fever and chills. Oh, after the second shot. So uh, anyway, fatigue after the first and then fever and chills second. Now, he said it might be because I had COVID already. And I've heard other people say that. I have a friend who's a nurse and she had COVID. Yeah. And when she got hers, she was pretty sick after the first Okay, shot. that's interesting. Uh, let's see, I got uh, my aunt had it, and my aunt said it was easy to get. That's Aunt Ruth. And then my cousin Tammy, who was talking about her aunt, her mom, Aunt Rosemary. She had her shot yesterday. So let's see, I like, my family's in on that. I like that. Yeah. I was telling my nurse today, I said, my parents got it, my girlfriend got it, my... Aunts and uncles have gotten it. It's nice. Oh, well, in my thing. family so far, I think it's only my mom and I because we're in health care. Yeah. Otherwise, so I might have an aunt that had it, too. I haven't talked yeah, to her. Yeah, yeah. But well, but my aunts and uncles are all in their 60s and 70s yeah. for the most part. Well, at this mine point. are, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, apparently you got to get on the list, you know, like this is... Because uh, they randomly send them out. Yeah, because this is people using the Beaumont chart. That's mm-hmm. what Denise is saying. and uh, They send you a stuff. code that's specific to yeah. you. And, and then the nurse was... When I was telling the, the nurse at uh, Beaumont today at the study, she said, well, how did your parents get in? And I said, they were trading links. They were swapping information on the internet. <laughs> the old people. Yeah. They were sending each other... The, the links to sign up. Yeah. And they did it. So that's really like, I mean. Well, Jane and your aunt are very, they're tech savvy. For, yeah, for their age. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was cool. I'm like, yeah, these people, old folks are getting together and figuring it out. And uh, that's really nice. So a lot of nice reactions to that. And of course, some people saying that, you know, they want to get it, but they're too young. There's a couple of those in there. and. Well, when I had posted that I had my first one, I yeah. think a lot of people were almost, they like, one was like, I'm so jealous that you got yours. Yeah. Yeah. And that surprises me because they're my age. Uh-huh. And to know that they're wanting it. That, right. 
that bad. Well, you know, a lot of young people, I think, are in in some sort of selfish way. Be like, I want to go out. I want to go. Yeah. I want to go on spring break this year. I want my shot. You know. Well, that's not my age. No, but people. but young, you know, younger people are yeah. feeling that way. You know, what's funny is looking at the reaction of this, which I posted two days ago, mm-hmm. and just back on December second or whenever I got my shot, mm-hmm. people were telling me about microchips and there's no way in hell they're going to get it and all this. Stuff. None of those people open their yaps this time. No. So I think those people are starting to realize, you know. It's really not that bad. And also that it's, and I don't want to say it's because of Trump and the Capitol and the whole thing, Mm -hmm. but a lot of that real sort of, you know, ultra freedom right wing stuff is really kind of in poor taste. Yeah. And I think people are starting to realize that. Did you ever discuss that on the last podcast? You know what? I don't think we did talk. No, we didn't. I just kind of blew by it because okay. I was just wondering there I wasn't was much to say I, the, you know I, I didn't have much good to say about it other than I think I wanted people and, and this is certainly actually I think I was a little bit ahead of the curve on this at least because I see stories on this every day is the whole QAnon thing and how people have to be aware of yeah I was surprised their friends family whoever that Q shirt yeah, so much there I right. was shocked and then you said that your Facebook as people who would have hashtag save the children on stuff. Oh, yeah. And you didn't even know what that meant. I didn't. I had people asking me to join these groups yeah. for save the children. And I never joined because there was, it just seemed weird. And now you know what it is. Well, because you explained it. To yeah. Me. And I explained to everybody on the last yeah. show. Did you? I think so. I haven't listened yet. Well, I'm a behind. I think Facebook did a good job of burying that fucking thing, too. Yeah. Those dicks. It's weird when you have, when you have something that's external. Mm-hmm. Facebook doesn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you want to promote your event, that's a Facebook event. Mm-hmm. Like they'll let you do that, but like when it's my Facebook group is an external, like the 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 Joel Radio Facebook. Yeah. Like it points to something outside of Facebook, and so they don't like to promote it. And it also might have had to do with something in the language. Hmm. No, about um, the language in the description. Oh. Like when you're talking about capital riots and, you know what I mean? They, they, they want it. They bury, yeah, you know, they take shit about certain topics. Mm -hmm. And so when you use those topics, less people see it. Okay. You know what I mean? That's why sometimes you'll see, like I see a lot of comics doing this, like, hey, congratulations to me. I'm not having my first baby or anything or graduating from college, but I'll be doing open mic tonight at the New Way Bar at 10 p.m. Like people write statuses like that because the language of congratulations, first baby, Uh, graduating from college, you know, all that stuff means it's important to Facebook. So they want it. And so they make sure everybody sees that. Got you. Whereas my little show about vaccines and rioters is going down and QAnon. Nope. I think I also might have released it on a Friday, which is probably bad. I just can't do that. Release <laughs> your shows earlier in the week, guys. Because Friday is not Thursday. good. <laughs> well, I'm releasing this on a Thursday, but on a Friday... I know, that's why I said is it. ...is bad. It's Thursday's good. That's why I said That's it. why we're here. That's why I said that's it. That's why we're here. I'm going to drop it. Come on, man. Uh. Oh, and then he'd do this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this was his favorite. This was his favorite thing. Brookline, Massachusetts, you're on the air. Hi, Larry. I'm first-time caller, big fan of the show. 
Hi, Joel. I'm he a would big s- time caller. But he would scream out these cities. What the fuck was that? He would scream out these cities when he picked, he plunked the phone down. Dubuque, Iowa, you're on with Senator Ted Kennedy. And like, like he couldn't believe people were calling in from all. Like it was very important to him to have like all the states represented. Yes, he made a big like it was a big production. Casper, Wyoming, you're on with Layla. Yeah, just stuff like that. He was just he was very proud of that. And it was like, who cares where these people are from, Larry? Just no let them cares. ask their question, you fucking idiot. They just wanted to talk to you and be Ooh, on Larry the TV. Sucked. Okay, Larry. moving on. All right, we're going to do... <laughs> so anyway, basically, look, here's what I'm saying. I feel like the tide is turning. It has, yes. People want the vaccine. Now we're seeing lines. Uh, my friend Kathy in Florida, you know, she's uh, you know, she's a senior citizen. She'd be eligible for it. She can't get it. Um, well, Florida's a nightmare. Right yeah, because it's been a, a nightmare since the beginning. Yeah, so I don't know what to I really am hopeful that, you know, you got to be diligent. Figure out, you know, your your uh, your county health departments, your local hospitals. Um, uh, talk to your doctor. See if they have any way. Hopefully the pharmacies. they got to let the pharmacies loose. We saw Meyer. Meyer in Wayne County was starting. Meyer in Wayne County. And, and we watched this on the news. Yeah. And that, weren't, they, weren't they in like the kitchen aisle? Like they're in like the, they were the, like in the baking supplies aisle. Of yeah. Meyer. But there are people just sitting in mm-hmm. chairs in the aisle getting shot up. And I'm yep. like, that's great. That's wonderful. No. Yeah, because they're getting it done. They're using all of our available oh. space. Use the Meyers. Use the high school gym. I would not the- feel comfortable going into Meyer and getting my shot like that. And just sitting whatever there. when people are walking by, coming in and out of the store, and you're sitting there. There's something weird to me about that. Well, look, I mean, Meyer is the store that has everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you want to go in there and get, you know, get some pork chops, you want to you Your COVID vaccine? Yeah, you want to get it. You want to get a broom for. You know, cleaning up the kitchen, you want to get a bag of fertilizer, you want to get COVID vaccine, you got it all. Yeah. And pick up some underpants, it's all it's all admire. Why not have a COVID Bottle vaccine? Bottle of wine to go with Bottle it. Bottle of wine, COVID shot, let's do it. Living it up. All right. So Cam and Yellowknife. What? Yellowknife Canada. Oh my gosh. You're on. No, Cam... All right, so this longtime was a nice super show. fan. <laughs> You're not leaving yet. I'm going to put Larry away. I'm putting Larry okay. away. Putting Larry away. Okay, if you put Larry away, Larry's away. But Cam and Yellowknife got his shot today. Oh, that's right. You said so. That. Yellowknife, I mean, way up above the Arctic Circle, they've got the vaccine. They're distributing it. So that's good. He was. He literally, like an hour before we started recording, said, "Just got my shot." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Great." And he was, "I'm going on a run." I said, "That might not be a great idea." But <laughs> better today than tomorrow. I guess so. So Cam's doing it. All right, movies and TV. Let's move on. It's still Oscar season. That's your favorite time of year. Forever Oscar season. <laughs> it's now here's be the longest Oscar season well, of the world. It actually kind of is because is. I've explained it a couple weeks ago. You know, Oscars are until April. Right. So they're not going to announce the nominations for. Another six weeks, I think. So, but we're guessing at what's going to come out. We watched a few of those. Although, here's what I'll say: both about TV and movies this week. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a lot of good stuff that I watched. Some of it you didn't watch. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't. I'm looking for the one thing that I say is a e- must watch. Everybody's gonna like this, and everybody's gonna love it. And I don't know that I have one that is that. Maybe, but there's a lot of neat stuff though, and I don't even know where to start. Should we start with TV or movies? What Let's do you start think? with TV? You want to start with TV? Yeah, All right, because I think the um, ABC one. Towards the bottom. All right, go ahead. You start with you start with whatever you want. I, I want to let you describe some of these. Go okay. ahead. Tell people well, what I it is. I think the hustler. Okay. Is something most people might like. All right, I agree. I like the hustler. Yeah, it will infuriate you. <laughs> we get mad at each other. Well, the great thing about the hustler, it's a new game show on ABC. Craig Ferguson, mm-hmm. uh, who had his late night show and also the stand up. Right. I've actually seen Craig, Craig Ferguson do stand up. He's good. Um. You know, he basically has five people sitting in this. It looks like, you know, it looks like like Knives Out. Yeah, it's like a library Mm -hmm. in a mansion, you know, Mm -hmm. very, you know, know, he's wearing an ascot and smoking a pipe as he's asking people trivia questions, you know. Right. And the basic plot is that one person is the hustler. They're uh, all the they know the answer to all the questions. Everything is about their life. Yes. And they have to fool everybody to believe right. someone else is the hustler. Yeah. They have to answer this series of questions. They add up all this money. If at the end of the show they vote on who they think the hustler was, if there'll be they start with five, they end up with three. Yep. If the two of the three can't figure out who the hustler was, the hustler can't be eliminated. He chooses who gets eliminated throughout the show. Right. He or she. Um, and at the end, if the, they can't figure out who the hustler is. The hustler wins all the money. Yep. If they can, then the two people remaining that were in it will split, split it. the pot. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say after, I think they've only run four of these so far. Mm-hmm. It's on ABC like Thursday at 10. So it's, it's you know, it's not a great time slot for a no. game show, but we're watching it on Hulu. So we kind of watch it whenever. But um, I, I would say so far... Uh, well, without giving the actual numbers on four episodes, uh, they they have caught the hustler. They have, and the hustler has actually won. And oh, you and I, you want to give oh, our no. stats? I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm the one who picked the hustler. Okay, yeah. Well, look, and she's well. Don't say, it's, don't say who. The, don't spoil it for people. I'm, not, I'm saying, and it's the one that it was the hustler. Yeah. Well, you picked the hustler. Um, we've. Watch four. Mm-hmm. I've picked the hustler correct twice. Yeah, you've picked the hustler but correct. But your hustler never won twice. That's true. My but won. so anyway, um, yeah, it's a good show. I'm annoying him, you guys. No, no, no. I'm just trying to say that like we've each picked it correct yes, twice. We have the people on the show have sometimes picked out the hustler and other times not. Right. Um, and it's very interesting how because I'm sitting there going, well, if I'm a guy and there's a guy similar to me. I w- and I'm the hustler. I want that guy to stay in because that makes it confusing. But then you could think the other way of mm-hmm. if you're a guy, maybe you want and you're the hustler. Maybe you only want other women on only want women on because that way and it's it's a very weird. It's I it's very, I'm not sure what the strategy is to win the hustler. I don't know. But when you listen to these people and when they're trying to figure out who's who and who's doing what. Like there was the one guy. He was a was he a jury selector uh, analyzer? Yeah, but I think he told us that at the end of the show. Did they told us that when he got a li- like eliminated? Right. Yeah. 
And then there was one who was the bounty. There was a bounty hunter. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, like, I don't, yeah. It was just like to hear how they're trying to figure out right. who's who. Because they do give you the background of the people before the show starts. And then the clues bit. throughout the show will tell you uh, a little bit more about them. Like they'll say this person owns a dog and they'll put up a picture of the dog. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of like, who would own a dog like that? And you're looking at all these people and like, it could be that person. It could be this person. So it's a very interesting, interesting like psychological show. Uh, it's not real flashy. It's not one of those shows with, you know, a big giant board that lights up and dancing girls come it's out. A it's not a little tiny thing. It's a little tiny wall. set. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice little show. I like it. It's, uh, it's kind of like to tell the truth, but it, it's actually more of a game than that, I think, I which think I like. To then tell yeah, the to tell the, the new to tell the truth. We were watching that the other day. It's like it they asked those people like three questions. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even good. You don't, it, it's, they, don't, they don't let it build up the tension. And what's his name? Anthony Anderson. I can't stand him or his. And mother. his mama's on there. Yeah, Anthony Anderson and his mama. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, him. to tell the truth uh, was one of the great legendary game shows, and it's not as good anymore. But uh, anyway, the Hustler you should watch. It's on ABC and check that out. All right, well, let's talk about the big one on TV: WandaVision on Disney Plus. I still don't understand. The Marvel Universe has now expanded to Disney Plus on television. Actually, there's been. You know, there was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. But this is the first one that feels like they're actually putting all of the full Marvel weight behind this show. You know what I mean? I think so, because it's like the end of the Avengers. And these are actually, you know, characters from that movie versus some of the other shows that there's been. And I get that, but I still don't feel I understand what the point of the show is. They've done three episodes of WandaVision. You haven't seen it. And they've all been sort of these parodies of old sitcoms, like right. a 50s sitcom, an early 60s sitcom. And the last the one was kind of a 70s Brady Bunch kind of feel mm-hmm. to it. And I think as far as like sitcom parodies, they're, they're actually pretty good parodies, I think, yeah. of those shows. Yeah. But I'm also wondering, what does this have to do with the Marvel Is Universe? Is it going to take us into now? I, you know, I, I, I try to not read too much in... To like people trying to do spoilers and stuff on Marvel stuff and, and even Star Wars stuff before. But I people seem to think that this whole thing is gonna get dropped of these old sitcoms mm-hmm. and it will be like a present day Marvel movie oh. feel. Okay. Or at least wherever this fits into the timeline, because if I'm correct, Vision died. Right? You don't even know that. I remember asking you that. Because he has the stone he in did, his head. No, he did die. And the stone went into Thanos's fist. Right. So he died. He died. And then Wanda, who was Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. lived through the whole thing or mm-hmm. whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going. I don't know. It's, I don't know it's going. She's having a baby or something. I don't know. It's a whole thing. She had two. She had twins. Yeah. Well, we're, we're ruining it for people. Well, you ruined it first. I didn't want to ruin it. You opened your mouth first. Don't hit me. <laughs> Little Rock, Arkansas. You're on the Are end. you All kidding right. me? That's what I'm going to do when I'm mad at you from now on is just do a Larry King. You know, my voice hurts from doing Good. Larry King. I'm glad. <laughs> Maybe you'll stop Drop talking. Dead for like the... Larry. Stop it. Maybe you'll just stop talking. So do you night. like WandaVision or no? It's fine. It's fine. I like I That's fine. You know, some, it's some, entertaining. I think if it was real, real nerdy comic book shit, it wouldn't be. I think I'd be less interested in it because I find that I like that it's only half hours. I like that it's half hours. I like that it's light. 
Mm-hmm. It's not super serious right now, and I think that's when Marvel stuff to me is at its best mm-hmm. when it's funny. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with Mar- WandaVision. I like okay. it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, you're a, a woman that lives in the world, so you've seen Bridgerton. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I have not seen the final episode well, well, yet. What are you? What are you waiting on Bridgerton? I mean, how? What am not, I waiting? I mean, it, it sounds because so important. You won't watch it. Yes, I don't watch so... Bridgerton. <laughs> So I have to find time oh. when we're not watching our stuff, which is usually on the weekend in the morning when you're still sleeping. Yeah. And I didn't know I was keeping you from Bridgerton. Yeah. But do you like Bridgerton? It's fine. The one thing I liked about Bridgerton when I said, oh, there's this Bridgerton show. Yeah. It's our girl from uh, Dairy Girls who was very funny. The, the chunky lesbian girl. Oh, she is. I didn't realize. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, her. yeah. That's her. So ah. she got a big. She's in like the biggest show in the world now, and I feel yeah. like Dairy Girls was like this little show we watched. I love Dairy. Girls. And now she's uh, in this big hit. Uh, but it is the Shondaverse, which boy, is, I care less about that than it is WandaVision. An old, <laughs> it's just like Gossip Girl, but from back then. And it's so it's like Jane Austen stuff. Yeah. And and remember when I was in college, I had to read. I think it was Pride and Prejudice we were reading. In literature class. It's a community college. And I was reading Pride and Prejudice. And, you know, it wasn't like the longest book in the world. But I went up to my professor one day and I said, look, here's the deal. And I had this great, incredible argument. I said, oh, to her, I said look, are you okay if I stop reading Pride and Prejudice? I told her, I said, are you okay if I stop reading this book? I can't relate to it. It bores me. I have no interest in this whatsoever. And. You know, I'm coming to class. I'm doing my, you know, we had to do right. some outside reading stuff. I'm keeping up on all this. My essays have been good. Mm-hmm. Would you be okay if I just stop reading this? And she goes, you know what? You can stop reading it. How the hell did you I don't know. That? Now that I think about it, and I go, boy, she must have liked me. I must have been cute. I must have had a nice butt when I was 22. Oh, my <laughs> But anyway, words for you sometimes. But, you know, I was like, how did I get away with that? But I just I made like a logical argument for I don't like this book. And she was like, "Okay." but that is not that's not normal. I because just because you don't like something doesn't mean you don't have to do it. I got away. I I had good reason. No, and I didn't. So I'm not watching Bridgerton for that same reason. Because it's really just about girls who want to get married, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. Costume drama stuff bores me. It just does. Well, I kind of, I'm like watching it, but not watching it. It's just there. Well, okay. Yeah. But a lot of people are watching it. Rather I know they're they watching are. it, watching it, or not watching it. I don't know. But even like, remember that movie, The Favorite, from a couple of years ago? Oh, I was that like, was so bad. It was like, oh, this is Emma Stone and The Favorite and all that. And it was like, that was boring too. And that wasn't even. That had a little bit of like an edge to it, and even that was boring to me. I don't know. I almost feel like this might be better. I, I, it's just the costumes and the accents and the whole. I've never liked that stuff. Yeah, Barry Lyndon, even you know Stanley Kubrick, greatest filmmaker ever, in my opinion. Didn't really care for Barry Lyndon all that much, and this is another one of those. So I don't know. Uh, Search Party is back. HBO Max, season four. Season. Yeah, now we've talked about Search Party before on this show. Mm-hmm. And first season of Search Party, which was on TBS. It was. And 
five years ago, six years. Like it was like kind of this little show that oh. I watched the first season of Search Party and then assumed it got canceled, and then didn't realize until HBO Max came on that. They had they had run a season two, which I'd never seen, and they were running season three. And that's when we and that's when we came in because we're in the middle of pandemic. So I said, "All right, well, Search Party was good. I watched the first season, so it's like this bunch of hipsters think girls from HBO that'll get you that you know it's kind of what we're working with, right? Broad City, something like that. Um, and they okay. end up looking for a woman uh, that they knew from college who disappeared." And that's the plot of Search Party Season 1. Right. And Search Party Season 2 is all about what happened in Season 1. Then Search Season 3 is even more about what happened on Season 1. And so you hit a point where you're going, they got to move this plot along or something. It's been three seasons of... And they did. And they did in Season 4, to their credit. It is a much different season. Mm -hmm. And I like it. It is more of a thriller now than a comedy, wouldn't yeah. you say? I mean, oh, it is. Yeah. It's always been sort of a dark comedy, but mm -hmm. now it's almost like someone described it as being almost like a Stephen King novel. Oh, that I don't know. Well, he, there was remember Misery, the movie. I don't it's watch okay. those. You were six I, years old. I don't like scary movies. Remember? Mm. That's right, because I got a movie to review that you didn't watch because it was scary. See, <laughs> but anyway. Search Party, it's not scary, I wouldn't say. Then Search Party's not scary. It's not right? scary. No, not at but all. It is, it is a good show. It, it's in intense. it is intense. I'm digging what they're doing with season four. Yeah, it's different. And HBO Max is, you know, they're dropping these like a couple a week. I think we only have the, this it, week it, is only one. It ends and it ends, yeah. That's it's over. bullshit. And by the time you hear this, you can be watching... All of it. All of season four of Search Party. Binge going back to season it. one. Season one was really a good show. I, I yeah. was. Uh, I know Michael Showalter had something to do with it. I, I don't know all the particulars, but uh, Aaliyah Shawcat is the star of that, and uh, the other people you see on stuff too. Yeah, I think now. I think that that's been good for their career. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a fun show. I, I, I like Search Party. What can I tell you? It was good. It was good. So we'll see what happens at the end. But season four is different, but it's good. Uh, staying on HBO Max, we got a couple more things from that. Two Weeks to Live was a British show mm -hmm. that they kind of just brought over. And, of course, in the tradition of these English series, six episodes, half hours. Yep. Here's the plot of this one. A teenage girl runs away from home. You don't know why. Who's, who do you think's idea it was to watch this, you guys? <laughs> It wasn't mine. I know, but you like this show. I know, but because it was a 16-year-old girl running away from home. Oh, okay. You think that maybe there's like a... It sounds like it would no. be me. But it gets like... She's like an ass kicker. Yeah. And you don't know it why. Remind, it reminded me of Hannah. Okay, a little bit of Hannah. Sure, yeah. and I thought Wayne a little bit, too. Yeah. Because it was sort of darkly funny. So if you haven't seen Wayne, which is on Amazon now, uh, on Prime... Wayne was unbelievable. This show was not quite as good, but no. a lot of really good acting in this. I, I Boy, I'm going to do a bad job with these names because I don't know. The girl who played Sansa Stark on Game of Thrones is the, the girl. And the girl who was Fleabag, I always call her this because we've seen her. Fleabag's yes. sister <laughs> was her mom. And it has to do with the mob and they end up having the fight. And it's just, it's really like, it's kind of zany, violent, um, funny, dark. Yeah. And it's only six episodes, so it's it's a nice quick watch. Mm -hmm. And uh, we kind of were just literally like... What do we have for I'm watch? just clicking on this. We've had this thing sitting in our queue for a few months. Why not watch it? And it was really good. So two weeks to live. I recommend it. Yeah. And it's, you know, 
take you three hours to watch. And that's good. Because some people don't want to get involved with, like, when I say, oh, you got to watch Search Party and there's four seasons, we're like, oh, fuck that. Because mm-hmm. remember, people would always say that to me, you know. Well, you got to watch Breaking Bad. Okay. Oh, what was that? Well, it's seven seasons and there's 23. Oh, you know what? I'm good. I, you know? And so I feel like if I'm telling people to watch something and it's only six half hours, right. that's really good. Like, mm-hmm. people might actually do that versus me going, you know. Go back and watch all of the Sopranos or something. I was going to say Grey's Anatomy. Grey's, oh my God, that's still on. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Have you watched every Grey's Anatomy ever? Yeah. Oh my God. The hell is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Were you in the fifth grade when Grey's Anatomy came on? How old are I? Shut up. It's been on forever. I wasn't that young. It's been on forever. And also on HBO. I like, now I like this. Now this is again, like I think Two Weeks to Live, if you're in for that kind of mood, you'd like that. I think all this stuff. But like, now this is a very good documentary. This was two episodes, so I think it's about three hours. Is this one I did not watch? You didn't watch this one. Because I thought you'd be bored with it because it's about sports. Yep. And I don't like him. I watched The Last Dance, the 10 episode Michael Jordan thing that ESPN did. And you would not have liked that because it was so sports heavy. And the sports part of this, it's called Tiger. It's the the un... Well, what's the word? It's an unauthorized, I guess, because he... He's not in it, you know. Right. So he didn't give his approval for this. Do you blame him? Thing. Well, not when I tell you what they talk about in it, but you know, and it's about Tiger Woods' rise, you know, rise to fame. He's they show him he's two years old on the Mike Douglas show, golfing with Bob Hope and Jimmy Stewart, and you're like, wow, this kid. His dad was like this semi-pro golfer who oh. pushed him into golf. I mean, you say he pushed him, and the dad, is, oh no, Tiger loved to play. He loved to play. He was like, yeah, he was two months old with a golf club. Yeah, that was yeah, his he idea. he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So the dad comes off as a real dick in this first part of this, you know, the first 90 minutes or whatever and of Tiger. And hearing that, it kind of makes sense a little bit. Yeah. And he did go on to be, you know, the greatest golfer of his day for sure. Maybe the greatest of all time. That's open for debate. And uh, so you see all the interviews, all the footage, you know, his uh, a lot of family friends are in this. Uh the guy who was his caddy for a long time was in this. He had a girlfriend in high school. She's in this as well. You know, people giving, yeah. you know, contemporary interviews. And then you see, you know, he gets married. He has these kids. He's having this great life. And then part two starts. Oh, gosh. And out come the booty bitches. And yeah. now I'm talking like, <laughs> well, I mean, and, and these girls are pretty, a lot like of these girls word. are in it. I like that word. The booty bitches? Booty bitches. It might be the episode of the name of the episode of the Ooh, show. Oh, yeah, booty bitches. <laughs> I'm picture doing... of me going booty, 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 booty bitches. <laughs> I mean, and you see these girls coming out of the woodwork that Tiger Woods oh, was, was fooling around with. Betcha those were some. And they're fun. all like girls from like. Like they're all like like girls from like the the bottle service girls, yeah, from the nightclub, and one of them is this like he was having sex with a Perkins waitress in a church parking lot. Oh my god! Yeah, and they have the National Enquirers follow him around, and the guy from the Enquirers on there, and they had all these photos of Tiger Woods, yeah, Escalade parked in the thing, and they (laughs) said that in in the parked in the church. Okay, so what I thought you were just about to say was. (laughs) 
<laughs> the way you had your hand yeah. <laughs> it was moving made it look like there was pictures of him like slapping no, 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 no. from behind. No, in fact, the Inquirer <laughs> would have loved that. They never ran the church parking lot pictures what? because they were too low resolution. Oh my to gosh. clearly identify Tiger in the thing, but they had him, oh. and they they talked to Tiger's people, and they said, "Look, we have these pictures of him in the Perkins way. He would take his wife to Perkins. Oh, gee, I don't know if you know what a Perkins is, but no. they have them down south. It's like a Denny's. It's like probably like worse than a Denny's. You know, it's like, like a Waffle House. Maybe maybe a step above Waffle House, a step below Denny's. You know, like like a IHOP or something of Perkins." And, and, you know, he would take his wife to this Perkins in Orlando, and they, he ended up hooking up with this waitress. And That's so gross. And they showed this waitress who's, you know, like a, you know, I mean, you know, his wife, very beautiful Swedish nanny and the whole thing. And, you know, but, he, you know, and, and then these girls who Rachel Uchitel, who was on every show, even back then, with, you know, as kind of his, the girl he got busted with, because the story with her was, you know, she called well something about Tiger's phone or I forget what the story she she's in she's giving interviews in this thing. Well she's probably getting paid too. And you see this woman now this is, you know, twenty no, not twenty years ten years ago. Okay. That tie all this stuff would happen. It happened in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, this Rachel woman like called his phone or something and Tiger's like on his phone and he hangs up. And the wife goes, who was that? And he's like, it's one of the guys. And she goes, okay, let me see your phone. And she like hits the button and calls back Don or whatever it says in the phone. Yeah. And it's her. (laughs) So that's when he gets in the Escalade, starts driving down the street. To get to her. No, he starts trying to get away from the wife. The wife grabs the golf club out the car, runs down the street, smashes the golf club through the back window of the Escalade. He crashes into a palm tree, and you're like, holy shit, this is the greatest. Because <laughs> at the time, and you see all the news reports, you know, at the time, they're like, Tiger Woods was involved in a very serious car accident last night. The cause of the accident is unknown. And then it's like, yeah, as this stuff comes out. You know why. Well, and then they, then they had this story, like Tiger's people put about Tiger's wife attempting to save his life, smashed the window with a golf club to free him from the wreckage. It's like, that's not what happened. <laughs> she was a crazy lady, angry with the golf club, chasing she him down the street. She was a woman scorned. Yes. And, you know, so Tiger had a thing. Now, of course, when they talk about his dad, you know, his dad, who was his dad's buddy who's in this, because mm-hmm. his dad has passed away, was like, yeah, we had this RV that we used to keep out on the course. Oh, gosh. And we'd be playing with Tiger when Tiger's like 10 years old. And, of course, you know, his dad was giving golf lessons to every young teenage girl, you know. So, so it was kind of like he was kind of raised around. Like his dad yeah. was fucking around on his wife. And so the whole thing. And then they show, like, you know, he's hanging out with Charles Barkley and Jordan every night. Oh, nice. And those guys are, you know, that's what those guys do, it seems like, according to this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all at the club in Vegas. Like, there was, like he was in Vegas every weekend, and the yeah. wife just let him. Like, you know, it's like, you know, you don't want to say she should have known better than the whole thing. And right. then it goes through like, you know, Tiger got injured. And I, this, so I did learn a couple things. Tiger like had famously had knee problems and back problems mm-hmm. on the tour. He was such a weird, like intense guy mm-hmm. that when he wasn't golfing, 
Mm-hmm. He would like train with Navy SEALs. That's weird. And they talked to these guys and they would say, yeah, they, we'd have these drills where, you know, and these are Navy SEAL drills. But they, Tiger would take part in them and they would say, you know, if you were the new guy, you know, they'd like put a bag over your head oh. and they'd put you in a room mm-hmm. and they'd say, okay, we're going to take the bag off. And it'd be four other guys there to beat the shit out of you and you had to defend yourself. And they would like beat the shit out of Tiger Woods in this training. And wow. that's why, that's a lot of the reason why he was having all these like well, health why problems. Why the hell would they do that? Because. If he's not a part of the Navy Because field. he's a very famous, like the famous, most so famous what? athlete in the world. So what? He that's... wanted to do it. He's, I don't He care. had the mental thing. He needed that yeah, edge. So he m- thought being a Navy SEAL would make him better on the golf well, course. Well, maybe they should have thought, wow, he's really messed up if he's wanting us to beat the shit out of him for and, no reason. And the booty bitches. Let me booty, tell you about booty, the booty, booty bitches. bitches. The booty bitch, Rachel, is like Tiger would lay with me at night and say he couldn't win unless he, you know, he couldn't sleep at night because of all the pressure. And so she needed him to, like, hold his head and stroke his hair while he fell asleep at night. It's unbelievable. This guy was whacked in the head, man. I need you to hold me and stroke my hair at night for me to fall <laughs> Like I don't? I know. <laughs> Anyway, I recommend Tiger, even though it is unofficial and it is, it does get super sleazy, but boy, his sleaze is pretty funny. Yeah. It really is. I mean, and and I'm not saying like, you know, I mean, the guy was clearly going to get caught at some point Mm -hmm. carrying on the way he was. Don't they always? They always do. No, well, Mm. if if your wife is willing to take the money and turn the other cheek, then you don't. But you're still, you still got caught. Look. Guys do what they do, and especially these athletes mm-hmm. who have all this money and all this opportunity, they do what they're going to do because no one says no to them. Right. And they're not living in a world where people say no to them. Mm-hmm. And, and their wives don't say no to them. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, it's a different world than we live in. I know. So. We some broke-ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> No booty bitches for Joel. <laughs> no, you just get no a broke booty. ass bitch. <laughs> I mean, I got a booty. I but... gotta, I gotta, I gotta girl with the vaccine. That's what I got. Uh huh. I got the vaccine girls. Yeah, that's not, what I got. Not girls. The girl. Hold on. I'll talk about my aunties. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nice thing. My auntie Rose. Uh huh. And my girls. Yeah, your girls. And, and Rosemary. I'm talking about the girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> He's all red. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's a call on the air. Uh, I think there's a caller. I'm not going to do it. Do not. Do <laughs> it. I, I will walk out of here. <laughs> All right, so I think we've covered. We still haven't talked about any movies. Come on, let's do some movies. What was your, of all the things I wrote down, you liked which one the best, Layla? Now, one of these is actually a film of a play, sort of. But so probably that one. That probably was your favorite. In and, in and of itself. Yes. In and of itself on Hulu. I think it was One Night in Miami is the one I fell asleep. Yeah, but I think that was after you, we watched right. that. After my the shot. day you had your shot, we went. But anyway, yeah, in and of itself, let's talk about that because that's great. That Magic. This is a shit. No, I was I was told this was Penn Jillette, and it was on the posters when this was running in New York off okay. Broadway. The greatest magic show ever done. 
And it's not, in and of itself. It's a little bit by of magic, Derek Delgadio. Yes, but it's a little bit like mind. Well, it's a one-man show. I, I can't We've seen Darren it. Brown's shows, mm-hmm. and those get you a little closer to this, but this is more theatrical than that. This yeah. is more of a play yeah. than what Darren Brown does. Even though Darren Brown stuff, I think, is great. This is really good. I it mean, Derek Delgado, he does do, like, he does, like, I was reading about this later, and I read it, and people discussing his various tricks. He does about six tricks in 90 minutes. Yeah. Which now we also when we were in New York we saw Joshua J's six impossible things which was exactly that six tricks and that took about ninety minutes or whatever mm-hmm. but it was Joshua yeah, J's show was way different than what Derek but did it but it was a little bit like theater as well yeah oh yeah it definitely was mm-hmm. well the, the the gimmick of the show Wait. that we saw six That's impossible things was that twenty people yes and only. Only and you can only see it once in a. And you can only see it once. They keep a list of who's been, and you can only go one time mm-hmm. to see uh, six impossible things. I should things add that into the script book with Joshua J. Yeah, you can only see it. Once. You can only see it once, mm-hmm. and they have to have the name and email address of every person that's going. I'm going to change my name, and that's what. Well, you know that was. A, but remember, and I even told Joshua that at the show, I mm-hmm. said, you know, I was buying these, and they were surprised to you. And there were only two tickets left. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that you were going to get the email saying right. you are confirmed to see Six Impossible Things right. in, on April 5th, 2019. And so, and, you know, mm-hmm. in Chinatown, New York, you'd be like, what the fuck is this thing? It was a surprise to you. you right. know? Um, but anyway, so back, back to this show in and of itself. Um, yeah, it is mine stuff. He does do a whole a whole run of card tricks. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the kind of routines he does. And that was excellent. That was very much like if you remember... Uh, he he passed away too recently, but um, Ricky Jay and his fifty two assistants was a really good magic special. That was on HBO back in the day. You can still find that out there, uh, where he you know he would produce the aces from everywhere oh, in the pack. And, okay, that one. Well, that's what Ricky Jay kind of did, and mm-hmm. he does kind of a version of that, which was excellent. But then he does some other stuff, and there were two illusions, especially that, and I don't want to ruin him here. Mm-hmm. There's one with a letter. Yeah. Oh, man. And then there's another thing that he does where basically everybody walks into the theater and they walk up to a board and they pick up a little check. Like it's got like it's a like coat a check thing card. Yeah. And it says, I am. And there's a thousand of these. And some of these will say, I am a comedian or yeah, I'm a teacher. I am a teacher. I'm a father. Right. And some of them are crazy. Goofy. Like he gives an example. Like one says, I am a ninja. I am a, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he kind of does that. So when he needs somebody out of the audience, he goes in the stack of cards because it's almost like a, like a lottery ticket where like you keep a half and then right. you know, or coat check thing. And he kind of finds these people at random. So there is thing with a letter, which a lot of people don't know. And I, I'd love to discuss it on the show, but I would be ruining it. Would. And it would only be with people who've seen the show. You and I could have this discussion off the air. But anyway. Um, but then the thing that he does with the cards at the end. Oh, my God. <clears throat> people between, are like, I don't know what that was. Between the letter and that part, mm. I was yeah. I was done. Yeah, there was those were the two things that really blow you away yeah. in the show. And, and, you know, as somebody who's, you know, studied magic as an amateur magician, like, like I got <laughs> ideas of how even <laughs> amateur magician. Well, I'm an amateur magician. I was an amateur comedian. <laughs> no, nah, I'm a professional comedian. She's going to keep laughing over there? <laughs> yeah. 
You're cracking yourself I up. I am. I am. No one else even gets your joke. Because I'm funny. It's a joke just for you. No, it's not. Yeah. I bet you Amateur comedian. Professional. No. 22 years of experience. <laughs> All the big stages, except for the Fox, because Roseanne <laughs> fired me. That fucking bitch. She can die with Larry King. You're not supposed to say that kind of stuff about people. Derek Delgadio is in and of itself. It's on Hulu. It's 90 minutes. I thought you were getting bored during it. And, and I was kind of like, you're not. Because like he kind of doesn't even like do a trick for a while right. in the beginning. I was in yeah. the beginning. I was, yeah. I was yeah. losing interest. I want to watch this again. Okay. And I'll probably just watch it without you. But, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it's because I don't want you to sleep. Thanks. With. No, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, because I want to sort of see. Because you want to <clears throat> pause it and rewind it. And- <laughs> Rewatch it again and then slow motion it to see what he's doing. Am I right? I don't. (laughs) I'm right. I don't think that would even help with this show. But you will still do that because you will try to figure it out. You know what? When I watch magic, I try to not. Watching it with you prevents me from doing that. I know, but which is why I like watching magic with you because when I watch like Penn and Teller Fool Us or something, it's like. It's an hour show without the commercials, 45 minutes. I'll knock this out in three hours. That's how I do that show. You know, well, like when it's, you it's, watch it with me, yeah, you get to enjoy it. Oh, I'm on the Internet looking up tricks. And you do that when we watch a movie to figure out who everyone is. I do that the- to figure out who the <laughs> cast is. Sometimes We've seen them somewhere. Who's that guy? What was we he? We just in? saw him in something. What was he from? Yeah. So in and of itself, Derek Delgadio, it's on Hulu. Really good stuff. That was good. Really smart. I recommend and, uh, that. I recommend it. One Night in Miami, you already brought up. That's on Prime. This is expected to be an Oscar contender for uh, acting. Well. Until the part I fell asleep at. <laughs> well, you kept saying, I want them to leave this hotel room. Yes. And I said, and, and I, of course, by the t- once you fall asleep. I didn't technically fall asleep. I just turned over and was listening. Not... Yeah. To what was happening? You had, you had just had the vaccine that yeah. day, or whatever, so you were a little I was bit out of it. it. But this is the story of in 1964, Cassius Clay, later known as Muhammad Ali, fights Sonny Liston for the heavyweight title in Miami. And after the fight, he hangs out with Malcolm X, who was his friend, and Jim Brown, the at the time the greatest NFL running back, and maybe. Still one of the greatest players of all time. And singer Sam Cooke, who was a very famous singer, who actually died only a couple years after that. Um, But yeah, and this is a fictionalized version. They all did hang out. That is true. They did hang out in Miami the night of the Cassius Clay fight. But what happened in the movie is not actually what happened in real life. But it's a theatrical interpretation of it. It was a very boring. <laughs> they literally were in the hotel room walking around and talking the entire time. They were. And they're talking a lot about things that, you know, their careers and how, you know, Cassius Clay is going to become Muhammad Ali. And they talk about Sam Cooke's music and why Sam Cooke's music isn't more socially aware. And, you know, it's sort of all these things that these guys did in their career all sort of gets boiled down to this one night in Miami. So it adds a lot of tension to what's going on. But it is largely four guys sitting around talking. Yeah. That is. is. But the acting was great. The guys were good. And they're talking about, you know, Kingsley Ben-Adir as Malcolm X. 
He was good. Very good job as, as Malcolm X. And um, the guy who played Muhammad Ali was really good. Yeah, that guy really looks like Muhammad Ali. Eli yeah. Gorey was his name. And uh, I thought all of the acting was very good. I think mm-hmm. those guys all did a good job of uh, that. I, you know, of course, I wanted more Sam Cooke music. You, you see Sam singing once or twice yeah, in the movie. there wasn't much. Well, I think at the point you were asleep, there was a big scene of him performing. But anyway, I enjoyed One Night in Miami. Uh, Regina King directed this, actually. Did she? Yeah, Regina King's good. So Nice. Uh, so anyway, One Night in Miami, it's on Prime. I liked it. Layla fell asleep, but hey, it was if nice. If you want a boring movie to watch for the evening. <laughs> Oscar contender. So sleepy. I enjoyed it. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this document. A couple documentaries. I the last of these I only had. Seen. Well, you watched one of the documentaries. Well, let me talk about Relic because that's good. I didn't see that. That's a scary movie. Relic. Relic is. Uh, oh okay. Yeah, Relic is. Um, uh, let me oh, see who the actress is in Relic. God damn it! See, I should know this. Why don't? Why don't you have it up on uh, I, I have the other you ones. Oh, I do, actually, I, I do have do a tab you? for Relic. Do Damn you? it. Emily Mortimer stars in Relic. I don't know who that is. She's, I think she's an Australian actress. This is an Australian-made movie. Bella Heathcote is the other lead in this. Bella Heathcote. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff, too. Um, but they play a mother-daughter, and they, they find out that their mother, uh, Emily Mortimer's mother, mm-hmm. so Bella Heathcote's grandmother, is missing. She's elderly. She lives by herself in the woods. Okay. In a house in the woods in Australia. Oh, okay. And uh, they're like, well, what happened to her? She's not there. Mm-hmm. So they go to the house. They try to figure out what happened to Grandma. Now, they do find Grandma. Do they find her or her remains? They find her. Okay. But the mystery continues as to what's really going on with Grandma. Oh. And it does get genuinely creepy and genuinely scary, but... You know, it's one of those movies that almost feels like an art movie, but it's actually scary. You know, like they did a good job with it. It wasn't like teenage slasher horror movie. Okay. So was it more of a like a suspense or was it more of like a horror? It is very suspenseful, Mm -hmm. probably till the last quarter when then it gets scary. Oh. Yeah. It actually does get a little... You know, not like at first I was like, well, maybe I'll. Yeah, no, you know what? I don't. I think you lost me. We could have watched this. It was one of these things that's like this came out over the summer. Mm -hmm. So we've had this to watch for a while and or, you know, whatever. I've been waiting to watch this for a while. And it was because you you were away for the weekend (laughs) last weekend that I said, get to watch Relic finally. But you know what? I would have watched it and you would have been fine with it for. Most like I said, them. and then at the end, you would have bad your hands over your eyes. Okay. So it, it is genuinely creepy. I thought it was really one of the best movies of the year. It was that, you know, it was like, you know, my feeling, and I always tell you this, is you go, I don't like this kind of movie. I go, look, I'll watch it. I'll watch a, I don't like horror movies. It's not my thing. But if you make a really good horror movie, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. If you make a really good teen comedy, I'll watch it. I want to watch every dumb teen comedy. But if you make a really good one. I'll watch it, you know? So that's kind of like my thing. So to me, this was like really good, scary movie. Remind me if you, if you guys know The Duke from a few years ago. That was about a mother and her son. Nope. And The Duke was like a, <coughs> it was like a book. But it was like a haunted book. And this kid had this book, The Duke. And The Duke came alive at night. 
<coughs> I've destroyed my throat doing Larry King. I've destroyed that it. That is karma. It's over. That is karma. I gotta wrap this up. Oh, then we have the movie we stopped watching. How about that one? We have a movie we stopped yeah, watching. Yeah, Locked Down. Oh, yeah. You, you was... couldn't even get through that one. Oh, my God. I was so annoyed with it. You could not get through Lockdown. This is Anne Hathaway and Chiwetel Ejiofor. That was the lamest. Now, this movie kind of got some good reviews. It got mixed reviews, but... No. It might have gotten good. We only made it 30 minutes into Lockdown. Because it was bullshit. It's a movie. It, it takes place during you know the COVID thing in London. And they're a couple that is about to get divorced. Are they married or are they just a couple? I think, I think they're, they're just a couple. I think they might just be a couple. But anyway, they break up, but they have to live in the same house. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're not getting along and COVID happens. And then the, the she guy cheated on him before COVID. She cheated on him, but he was trying to get this new. He had some scheme for work. We never finished it because Layla was bored. But you said, I want to watch this. I so I said, let's watch it. And then you said, let's turn it off. So we turned it off. <laughs> so that, does, that is how it goes around here. It is not I usually pick how... the thing, <gasps> and then Lalo tells me if we can keep watching it. That is not true. Or she falls asleep or whatever. That is not true. But this one, you said, turn it off. And I said, okay. I didn't want to watch. Other yeah, so we didn't make it through lockdown. So if you want to watch that on HBO Max. Don't. Because it was one of those, like, Max originals. It was like a movie that, you know. And, you know, big stars. I mean, they're both, you know, Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. She would tell. Stanley Tucci. Was it Stanley Tucci? Ben Kingsley? No, who was her boss? Stanley Tucci. Okay. I guess. With the son that said, or like, was, are they in Portland or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that Stanley Tucci? Yeah, I guess it was. I don't know. It was, it was not a great movie. And Ben Kingsley is Chiwetel's boss. Anyway, it, it's not great. A lot of the actors are like on Skype and Zoom and there's all. I don't know, man. We watched that movie. What was that horror movie we watched about that was like a Zoom meeting? That was a good movie. That was good. It was only like an hour. Yeah, it was good. I forget what that was called, but look it up. Host. Host, yes. Boom. Boom. Drop the mic. Good brains. (laughs) Good big young brain over there, Layla. Yeah. mm -hmm. The documentary that we watched together, because these were all three really good documentaries, I have to say. I don't know which one of these is going to be an Oscar contender, maybe... One of them may not even be in the contention because it might be considered a 2021 movie. But the one we watched together was Rebuilding Paradise. I didn't want to watch that. On Hulu. You didn't want to watch it. And did I make you turn it off? (laughs) No, I did not. You did not? No. But did you enjoy Rebuilding Paradise? It was okay. Well, we had watched another documentary about a wildfire. So Paradise, California was a town in Northern California that was destroyed and it was called the Camp Fire. And it wasn't literally a campfire. It was like the town of camp had a fire and it destroyed paradise or something or, you know, whatever. Um, and we had watched a documentary about the Ojai fire, yep. which was on HBO, which I think that was called Burning Ojai, which was a good documentary. But that thing was only like 30 minutes. This was a National Geographic uh, documentary that was directed by Ron Howard. Uh, yeah. So a lot of weight behind this and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. Real Paris. Now it's not. Is it depressing? Sure, and that's probably why you don't. You know, you don't like depressing stuff. I don't. But it's supposed to lift you up. I mean, look, Paradise did rebuild. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there were some losses along the way and some sacrifices, and it is kind of sad. And uh, you certainly have to think about if I lived in that town, would I want to build a house there? And that does come up with the a people there where people are saying, I'm moving out of Paradise. And one thing I was kind of surprised by is that Paradise was kind of like hillbillies a little, I, a little bit a little bit i was thinking the exact same yeah. thing i was shocked yeah that it was because ohio is very like uppity like ohio is like north of la and it's like real ritzy I, and big houses and it stuff. was kind of white trashy it was some of the people were not you know these yeah. were not millionaires who lost their homes they were you know oh. yeah regular joes and uh you know the school janitor is one of the guys that they've they mm-hmm. follow around um, but I thought that, you know, the, obviously the fire was unbelievable and oh my gosh. the footage of that is terrifying. And, you know, the rebuilding stuff I thought was, was pretty, uh, it was, it was pretty inspirational. Uh, yeah, you might come away from this being sad, but, uh, I really thought they did a good job with it. And, uh, you know, again, not a fun date night, but, uh, a very, uh, good, good, cool movie. I thought, I mean, certainly an amazing event that was documented very well. Yeah. There's not a lot of fires that kind of destroy a whole town. But this one did, and it was just a couple years ago. So, And interesting to see how they're trying to prevent it from happening. Yeah, yeah. And and when you see the way that the power company, mm-hmm. they're indicted in this. And remember, you like woke up because Aaron Brockovich shows up at one point. You're like, ooh, Aaron Brockovich is here. And I'm like, yeah, she's going to set him straight now. They fuck with the wrong people. Yep. They got Aaron Brockovich on their side now. Yep. So, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, lawyers get involved. It's kind of a, it was a lot to the story of uh, Paradise and what happened. But uh, that is on Hulu. It's Rebuilding Paradise. I think you'll like it if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, here's, again, documentary, not for date night. Or for Layla. Well, remember a couple, I, I, I told you about a documentary called Kingdom of Silence. About the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. In Saudi Arabia? Yeah, well, he was killed by the, in the Saudi Arabian embassy in Turkey. Mm. But he was a Saudi Arabian journalist, and, yeah. you know, they, they murdered him in this thing. And uh, so this is the other documentary about it. It's, it's made by, oh, I forget the, Brian, I forget the guy's name. But he made, a, he made a documentary called Icarus a few years ago, which was about the Olympic doping scandal. That won the Oscar for best documentary. So this is his follow-up. Oh. And he claims a lot of the press around this was that nobody wanted to release this movie. Kingdom of Silence, which is you know about the same topic, was on Showtime. And he's like, we can't get this. We offered this to Netflix. No you know, Netflix had it. Icarus. Mm-hmm. And Netflix didn't want to touch it. And HBO didn't want to touch it all these places. Because he's going hard on this Saudi Arabia. Right. And this crown prince. Uh, anyway, so I talked a lot about this when I talked about um, Kingdom of Silence. But um, the dissident tells the same story. This goes further into the aftermath. Okay. Which includes, very interestingly, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, the oh. richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos. Interesting. Because he owned the Washington Post, which is who Khashoggi wrote for. Mm-hmm. So he was Khashoggi's employer. So they had all these protests about, you know, we want justice for Khashoggi and they're outside. They're in Turkey outside the embassy. And Bezos flew in and protested with them. Wow. And so so here's what happens to Bezos. This is great. The crown prince and Bezos were talking about 
having uh, you know building some Amazon, you know Amazon having inroads into the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Okay, you know building up, you know expanding their business into that country and mm-hmm. yeah, this business relationship. Well, after he's murdered, you know Bezos and him are texting. After he's murdered? After the murder. Bezos is unhappy, obviously. He's like, hey, you guys, and they're denying, oh, no, we had nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it. Bezos is on there, and he gets a text from the crown prince. You have a DHL package. We get these sometimes, right? Yeah. You have a FedEx, and you click, you don't know why you get it. spam. And he clicked on a DHL. Infected his computer with spy with his cell phone with spyware. Oh, so this is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia infecting the richest man in the world that owns Amazon, the biggest technology company in the world, or one of them. Infects his phone with spyware. Crown prince, this is all alleged, mm-hmm. downloads all of his photos and text messages. Oh, shit. Which, if you remember these stories, you probably know because you didn't follow this shit. Jeff Bezos's. Affair, cheating on his wife, text messages, naked selfies that all ended up in the National Enquirer, which led Jeff Bezos having to divorce his wife and give her half of his money. And it's all because of this crown prince was mad at him and sent him a virus and stole his photos. Wow. That's all in this. Now, this was none of this stuff was in 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 uh, Kingdom of Silence. So they go harder on that. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. And they show this room of computers and that, that, you know, because Khashoggi and then there's another guy who's a dissident, a guy who former Saudi Arabian, you know, a guy from Saudi Arabia who lives in Canada. And they show how on Twitter they have a room, thousands of computers. Mm-hmm. They're called the bees. And in Saudi Arabia, there's a room, thousands of computers, and each guy is on Twitter. Okay. And he's under Twitter under eight to ten different aliases. And they're all hashtagging stuff that makes the government of Saudi Arabia look good. Oh. So it's an army of bees. Mm-hmm. And so they had to create, I think it was called the Army of Flies, which were the dissidents to fight the bees. It's a whole cyber war thing. It's unbelievable. This the story of Shamal Shogi. And I will say this about the dissidents, too. It is the same subject of Kingdom of Silence, which was a good movie. This movie is louder. <laughs> There's a lot of like the the subwoofer was thumping as I'm watching hmm. this thing because it's real like high drama, you know. Yeah. Like um, I don't know, it was really good. I and I, you know, I, I think it tells the same story of Kingdom of Silence, but again, all that extra stuff about Bezos that you know, because that movie kind of ends when he dies, and you know. Um, it even goes into, you know, there was an investigation by the Saudi Arabian government where they found six people guilty and sentenced them to prison. They won't release the names of those that they found guilty for the murder. Oh. So, like, who the fuck even knows? Yeah. So, I, you know, the whole thing's real sleazy and uh, I don't know. Very good documentary, though, The Dissident. And I get I kind of get why they didn't want them. Showing it. Showing it, yeah. And then finally here, we'll wrap it up with this one. And again, this documentary was very good. I don't know if it's going to be Oscar eligible this year. It might be next year. But I don't even know because I guess if your movie has to open by February, so it might be. But it's called Some Kind of Heaven. It's about the villages in Florida. You know what the villages is? You kind of told me about them. It's the world's largest retirement community. It's a planned community. It's like they call it Disney World for senior citizens. Okay. 
Uh, I think the villages were originally built in the 80s, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they show the whole history of the villages in this documentary. But over 100,000 people now reside in the villages. Wow. There's actually parts of the villages where you no longer have to be a senior citizen. You can have a family. But there were literally rules about, and Kathleen Madigan used to do a bit about her parents lived in the villages, and because she wasn't 55, she couldn't spend the night. Wow. (laughs) They were, like, really strict about it. And, of course, they have this, like, all these, like, little town squares where there's, like, senior dances every night, and, you know, they have their own economy, they have their own radio stations, they have their own television station for the villages. It's really kind of weird, but kind of neat too and yeah. people drive around on golf carts everywhere That'd and stuff fun. it would be fun it actually looks fun but you know the, the, the point of this isn't to be just generally about the village it's about yeah. like the people in the villages and, and what they go through and it's kind of some of it's really sad you did tell me a little yeah. bit like there's a couple where the one the guy and you know they're in their 80s mm-hmm. the guy now that he's retired and living in the villages decides it'd be fun to experiment with drugs <laughs> so they show him driving around his golf cart doing cocaine hey you only live once, <laughs> and you're already 80. Which is fun until the cops pull you over. And anyway, that's in there. Is there in cops there. in the villages? Uh, apparently so, because oh. this guy ends up in court. I don't want to ruin oh, the movie okay. for you. And they show a lady whose husband died. Yeah, you did. And she's, you know, she's looking for love mm-hmm. in the villages. That'd be hard. And uh, she actually meets, this is very, it's one of the best parts of the movie. She meets... She goes into the golf cart store, mm-hmm. and the salesman is a guy from Michigan Aww. who now lives in the villages, and he's part of uh, the village's parrot heads. Do you know who the parrot heads are? No. They're the fans of Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Jesus. So he goes, hey, we're having a parrot head meeting. He's like Margarita Jim, or so, I forget what it is, but he's like Mr. Margarita. Mm-hmm. So he throws all these like parrot head parties. So this woman, this old woman... In order to, like, hang out with this guy, ends up going to this Jimmy Buffett party in the villages with all these senior citizens drinking margaritas, listening to Jimmy Buffett. Like, Jimmy Buffett's not there. No, I know. It's just like, they're just playing music. And and so, you know, you see that, and that was kind of... And she's really nice. She comes off really good, you know? Yeah. They show her taking acting class. Like, there's acting classes in the villages. It's really... It's weird. I almost like kind of go like, would I like the villages as an old guy? Maybe like for but, a weekend. No, I mean like. No, like for <laughs> a weekend. No, I'm thinking like, I didn't think about, I'm just thinking about would I like the villages yeah. to live there? No, you'd like it for a weekend. I don't think I'd even like it for a weekend. I'd rather go to a hotel somewhere. I don't want to go to the villages. But as a lifestyle, well, I have a good friend that lives in the villages. Norm Stoltz, who's been on the show. Does he? Yeah, Norm. You've met Norm, yeah. right? Yeah, Norm's great. I didn't know he lived in the village. Norm, uh, you know, he's a snowbird, so I think yeah. he still has his place up here, but uh, Norm lives in the village, villages, and he goes, yeah, I go, how's the village? Because I remember when I interviewed him, I, that was the first time I think he told me, and I go, well, what are you doing? He goes, I live in the villages. Oh, okay. I go, how's that? And he goes, yeah, I play pickleball all day. It's great. So we should just go so, to Florida and visit him. We could definitely visit just Norm. Just so we could see what the <laughs> village is like. And the best part of this documentary is this guy reminded me of Norm, but Norm is happily married. There's a guy who's like, he's got a van. Mm-hmm. And like the villages is not, it's not a gated community. Okay. So you can kind of just go to the villages if you want. It's right outside Orlando. Sorry, you go to Orlando just. Well, he's 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 got a van and he goes and, you know, they, they're interviewing this guy and he's driving around. He goes, I'm looking for one of these rich, rich divorce, these rich widows. 
Oh, jeez. So he's this guy in his 80s who's running out of money, and he's trying to hook up with an old lady and take all her money. Oh, jeez. And you see him, like, and he's like, yeah, I go work the pools at the villages. And this made you think of Norm. No, no, no. The guy, the guy looks like Norm. He reminded me of Norm. He's like a real, like, like I think he was an actor when he was, a, he was like a musician or okay. something. Like, he's a real kind of handsome old guy, you know? Okay. Like, you can tell when he was young, he was, you know, mm-hmm. he was like Mr. Studman. And now he's 80 and he's driving around the villages in a van looking for an old lady to... But, you know, he's in his 80s, too. So it's... <laughs> This guy's a real character, and you see him roaming around, and yeah. so it kind of follows these sort of three people, and you know the couple with the guy on drugs, the lady looking for love, and another man looking for a sugar mama, and the guy looking for a sugar mama, and uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool movie, uh, some kind of heaven. I think you got to rent that, but I did, and uh, you'll you'll see that because uh, it's a little documentary. It's not a lot of people know about it, but yeah. um, uh, it just came out. I don't know if it's going to be Oscar eligible, but. I think a lot of people are going to like it, and it's very well done. It's shot, it's square. It's like an old movie in the sense that it's, it's square. Okay. You know, it's not widescreen. Mm-hmm. But he does a really good job with the, the photography. Is amazing. Yeah, the villages looks like it. The, the villages is a trip. All right. It's a trip. I don't know if it's a trip I want to take, but it's a trip. We can go say hi to Norm. <laughs> we'll go say hi to Norm. All right. That'd be enough for you. I was going to talk. I was thinking about like hanging interview Norm. I don't know if you've seen the movie though. Mm-mm. Yeah. But that's not Norm. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least I don't think so. I mean, if... if you if, have a whole other side of if, him that you don't If know Norm about. is one of these guys, he'd be the guy driving around doing cocaine out of golf cart. <laughs> I don't think Norm does cocaine. But you get the... But Norm has fun, though. Yeah. Norm Norm says he plays pickleball, so... Yeah. That's what the guy's wife does, the, the cocaine guy. She plays pickleball? Yeah, she plays pickleball, and he's sitting there. Snort whacked cocaine. out of his brain on coke and pot. Oh, yeah. Some kind of heaven. That's really cool. So go watch that. Good. All right. We got to go. All right. We've, we've said enough. It's, Have we said enough? We've said a lot. I've blown my voice out doing the Larry King. See, this is what happens when I mean to people. Yeah. I told you karma. <laughs> I told you karma. Made fun of Larry King and blew my voice out. Uh, and tomorrow your throat is going to kill. <laughs> I'm going to have to go buy some ice cream to cool it down. Ooh, coffee, donut, treat um, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Tree Dreams, if you're willing to sponsor the show. How many how many gallons of <laughs> will you how many hand packed pints of coffee donuts? Old time lemonade. That's the flavor to bring back anyway. Coffee donut. Coffee donut. We'll do it. Why not? So anyway, I want to thank Layla. I want to thank you for coming in, sharing your COVID experience, your you're vaccine welcome. experience. That's nice. If we're all getting the vaccine, let's do it, people. We got this. Thanks for having me. Great having you, and uh, shout out to your mom. Hopefully she's feeling good after her second shot. And, we'll check uh, in with her tomorrow. We'll check in with her, and uh, everybody, Cam, good luck to you up in Yellowknife. And, of course, all my friends on Facebook, thank you for filling out that form. And uh, Or, you know, <laughs> oh, they filled out a form. I guess they, they filled out a they form. They did not fill out a form. <laughs> They, they mailed the Xerox, the yellow. They pulled the yellow copy. <laughs> they kept that for themselves. They kept the pink copy. And then, oh, they kept the pink. Mm-hmm. Does the yellow go to me or the yellow goes to Facebook and the white yeah. comes to me? Yep. That's exactly the how it works. To, I don't know. You're such an old man. <laughs> <laughs> but you're my old man. <laughs> Thank you for faxing in your thoughts. And- <laughs> <laughs> Missoula, Montana. Oh, come on. Don't go out with this. Joel Radio, thanks you. Check out Joel Radio's Facebook. Booty Bitches. The Booty Bitches. (laughs) 
I don't know if that's going to be the title, but it should be. The Booty it Bitches. It should be. Check out Tiger and the Booty Bitches on <laughs> HBO Max. It's the second part that Rachel Uchitel has so, so much work done. Oh. You almost got to see that just okay. to see her because it's like, ooh. I'll have to look Ooh, her up. she looked nasty. Ooh. I'll have to look her up. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. Joel Radio, thanks for listening. Get the vaccine. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.